Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference, WWDC, DubDub, if you're OG. It kicks off June 7, 2021, virtually, because 2021. And here's what we're going to see. Sponsored by CuriosityStream with Nebula. Good morning and welcome to WWDC. DubDub mostly focuses on software, mostly. Some years, there is only software. Other years, like the last two years, we get sneak previews of things like the Apple Silicon Macs or the new Mac Pro. And then once in a while, like in 2017, Apple fires everything. New iMacs, the iMac Pro, new MacBooks Pro, new iPads Pro, all the pros, and also the HomePod. This year, I still think we're going to see some hardware this month, either at an event or just dropped in press releases over the next couple of weeks. And who knows? Maybe that'll even include some new, more powerful, more pro M-series Macs. But I also wouldn't be surprised if Apple just held fire entirely on those, or at least some of those, until WWDC in June. But more on that in a no longer quite so Intel hot minute. There haven't been a ton of rumors about what might be in those betas, but some people are pointing to new dev icons as hints of a possible new redesign for iOS. And that would be great because it has been so long since the flattening of iOS 7. And me personally, I'm itching to get just some texture, some photorealism back. But dev icons are just never a good indicator of what iOS will look like. Not back when the DubDub app made everyone think iOS 6 would go silver, and not now when music for artists or App Store Connect makes everyone think iOS 15 is going embossed. Because the simple truth is, they're just leaning into some of the ideas that they find cool. And maybe sometimes trolling us just a little bit, a little bit. Now, I do hope Apple leans into customization for iOS 15. The Siri shortcuts hack for iOS 14 was super popular, but way too much overhead for too many people. So having a proper theme kit and icon picker system would be just so much better. And hey, now that we have picture in picture, I would not say no to side-by-side or top and bottom apps. For iPadOS 15, I know so many of us want full widget and app library parity with the iPhone. And that's trickier because the iPhone home screen doesn't rotate, so the grid doesn't change. But the iPad grid changes completely from portrait to landscape. So whether Apple just pins different or decides to go full on dynamic, those widgets will need to, in some way, break out of that sidebar. And of course, I'm never gonna not ask for multi-user beyond education for the iPad either. We're also absolutely gonna get new privacy and security features as well, because let's just be honest, Facebook is gonna have to find something new to complain about now that all their app tracking transparency BS has been shot down. And watchOS 7 will continue to offer more fitness and health features, maybe even those mental health features we've been hearing about for a while now. What I'm most hoping for though, is for it to go fully, finally iPhone free, just like the iPhone shed its Mac and PC dependency back with iOS 5. So anyone who wants an Apple Watch and just an Apple Watch can have just an Apple Watch would be terrific. Like Independence Day for the wrist. For tvOS, most of what I want is just new hardware, an updated A14 beast of an entertainment and gaming box on the high end, and yes, still an Apple TV Express stick on the low end, because TV app for Tizen is quaint, sure, but being able to plug and play everything from TV to music to arcade, even on the go, when we can once again go, would be extra fantastic, especially when arcade inevitably joins Game Pass and Stadia on the stream. 
because hey, a nerd can dream. Also, hopefully new iOS features so that Apple can continue to demonstrate the value of the hardware getting better year after year with version after version, like what we got with Spatial Audio last year and HomePod Mini as well, plus HomeKit in general. And yes, Siri, dear sweet Siri, which honestly just still needs an extreme consistency and reliability makeover. Just every answer to every question, absolutely rock solid every time. For Mac OS 12, and yes, 12, because after over a decade at 10, macOS is now incrementing every year, just like every other Apple operating system. And I am still kind of low-key livid that Apple didn't go with macOS 16 last year instead of 11 to preserve the Mac's big sibling status over iOS. But what I would love, what I would all caps love is for handoff to finally get fully operational from media because continuity was announced with iOS 8 and still over half a decade later, so much of macOS still feels like a second-class citizen in general. But specifically, I can get up from my Mac and continue in iWork or email on my iPhone or iPad, or even tap to transfer music from an iPhone to a HomePod mini. But for a movie or a show, I still have to switch devices, manually search for the app, launch it, tap the content, look for what I was last watching, hit play, and hope and pray it's synced location. Yes, like an animal. That and get shortcuts just catalyzed all the way over to the Mac already so we can have automation equality in our time. Less certain, just a big old question mark, is whether or not we'll see ROS, Apple's rumored reality operating system, pre-announced at all at the show, because Apple could easily just stick to talking about ARKit, the augmented reality frameworks that they've been developing for a few years now. But if a virtual reality or mixed reality headset is really at all imminent, maybe we'll start to see those actual seeds this summer. And of course, the M1X or whatever Apple ends up calling the higher end silicon for the 14 inch and 16 inch MacBook Pro, Space Black Mac Mini Pro and iMac, small and hopefully large. It might take until the fall for some of them, of course, especially the highest, highest end ones, but I just want, nay, need, those extra cores, higher memory, and higher capacity Macs so damn now. Beyond the keynote, DubDub, of course, extends out the whole entire week, just like Nebula extends out what I can do as a creator, including adding a bonus segment to this very video. And last year, there was some phenomenal AR kit demos in general, things like bringing in map data and AR kit so you could place Godzilla and Kong on your city block. Something that would just confuse the algorithm and kill, absolutely kill my retention here on YouTube, but just exactly the kind of crunchy, nerdy, hardcore stuff that people like you and me love to nerd out over. And that's why so many of my vids on Nebula have extended or bonus content. And all of it is 100% completely ad-free and sponsor-free. So what does that have to do with CuriosityStream? Well, they are the go-to source for the best documentaries on the net, like Dark Web, Fighting Cybercrime, which highlights the war against a new legion of criminals, where the new sheriff in town just might be full-on AI. And they love, all caps love, Nebula creators like TechAlter, Jordan Harrod, Ali Abdal, and Polymatter. So we worked out this deal, where if you click on the link in the description or sign up at curiositystream.com slash Richie, you get CuriosityStream for 26% off and a Nebula subscription bundled in for free, for free. That's less than $15 a year for both and just the absolute best deal in streaming today. So click on the link in the description or go to crossstreetstream.com slash Richie and clicking on that link really helps out the channel.
Hit the playlist above for more on everything Apple's announcing this year, including all the next generation Macs. Just hit the playlist above and I'll see you in the next video.